you want more time, money, freedom, and have a business that's not reliant on you, then you're in the right place. Each week, Mark Creedon, along with some of the very best business minds in the world, will take you through simple, practical steps you can take to create the business you always wanted. From his own practical experience, Mark will show you how to work less, make more, and get the business you always wanted, the one that you deserve. Now here's your host, one of Australia's most sought-after business coaches, Mark Creedon. Welcome to the latest edition of the Mastermind for Business podcast. And do you ever think that in your business, like everything's just going to crap, right? Everything's going wrong. Things aren't working. Your team aren't working. You're not serving your clients the way you'd like. And, you know, the whole reason why you started your business in the first place seems like a, a long lost dream. Well, congratulations. You're in the right place. Because in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about perspective and how you can get some perspective around that. And the other thing I'm going to talk about is how it is that you can lock in the good times in your business to make sure it actually happens. That's what we're going to talk about today. You're in the right place. Let's get that underway. As always, joining me in the studio, I've got Nick behind the camera and in front of the microphone. Thank you. Thank you. Nick, I was listening to Richard Wiseman's podcast, and I love Richard. Uh, Richard's a, a psychologist out of the UK. I love his podcast. Richard, if you're listening, I love your podcast. It's it's one of those great podcasts that talks about a whole bunch of things around success, mindset, life. But the most recent edition was something a little bit different. In the podcast, Richard interviewed Jonathan Goodwin. Now, Jonathan is an old friend of Richard's, and apparently they, they met both when they were sort of involved in magic. But Jonathan left the world of magic and became a daredevil slash escapologist. And he did these amazing stunts where, you know, he had to, you know, I don't know about you, Nick, but these things always fill me with a bit of anxiety, to be honest. You know, when you, you're watching the guys sort of being lowered into a tank full of water and he's got to undo all these locks and get out before he drowns or or the, ro- the, the rope is burning and he's going to drop 50 feet to his death and he's got to untie the things and get out of the straight jacket before it happens. Yeah, no thanks. Yeah, no, I mean, I just get, get anxious watching it. I hate to think what it'd be like actually doing it. But here's the thing. So Jonathan Goodwin was a a very um, a, a very accomplished escapologist. And in 2021 on America's Got Talent, he did this, he did this stunt. And the concept of the stunt was that he was suspended from from very high location on a piece of rope. And either side of him were two cars that were swinging in like big pendulums. And when they hit in the middle, they would have sandwiched him and they were to explode. So what he had to do was escape the ropes and the various padlocks and things that he was tied up with before that happened. And he was to drop to the ground on an airbag. Now, what actually happened, and in listening to the podcast, the interview with Jonathan Goodwin, he, he's still at the point where he doesn't really know what went wrong. But in fact, what happened was the two cars came in, they did meet and explode, but he didn't escape in time, which means he was sandwiched by the cars subject to the explosion. And then when he did drop, because you know a car or something had dropped and blown the airbag, 
he actually dropped and hit the ground. So he tells this story where he broke both his legs, he broke ribs, he broke both shoulders, but probably most devastatingly, he suffered a spinal injury and he is now a paraplegic. The the interesting thing about the interview with with Richard Wiseman was not so much, and they didn't they didn't talk a lot about what went wrong because they're still you know two years later still trying to work out really what did go wrong, but it wasn't so much about what went wrong. It was about what did he do about it, and and I see this all the time in business where we can sort of go, you know, like nothing's going right. You know, we all have that. We all have those days, weeks, months, sometimes years. We're just nothing's going right. You know, you'll hear people say, I just, I just can't, I can't catch a trick. I can't catch a win. You know, everything's going wrong. And and so really it's not about what's going right or wrong. It's about what you do with it that counts. And so Jonathan talked a lot about when when he woke up in hospital, they said to him, you know, you are paralyzed and you're never going to walk again. And his response to that was, okay. It, you know, he he didn't go through this massive grieving process. He just went, okay, well, that's the situation I'm in. It's not now what am I going to do with the situation? What am I going to do to move past the situation? And I think that's a really important lesson for us to think about in business too. Like stuff happens, right? You know, key people leave, clients stop working with you. You know, you, you lose a case, you, you, you whatever it might be, something goes horribly wrong. And so you can sit and wallow in that and you can also post-mortem it. And I think it's a big mistake that people often make is it's good to know what went wrong so it doesn't repeat. But sometimes you can get so caught up in post-morteming what went wrong that you forget to look at what's on the other side of it. And there were a couple of things, Nick, that, that um, Jonathan spoke about. One of them that really rang true for me was, he said that not long after, like while he was out, when he was out of rehab, he went out to dinner with some friends, and and there were another couple that that didn't know him at all, and they booked the the restaurant, and they didn't realise he was in a wheelchair, and they booked a restaurant that the, the the table was up a couple of stairs, which of course just impossible for him, and so when he got there, he sort of thought, oh, you know, this is an example of, you know, a bug of my life. I mean. Shit, here I am in this situation. I can't even get up a couple of stairs. And he stopped himself and he went, no, do you know what? This is for me to take control of. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say to the wait staff, hey, guys, can you please, you know, can you please help me up these stairs? To do that, I need you to grab me here and grab the chair here and, you know, lift me up and then bring the chair up and really take control of the situation. And it just reminded me of the importance that when things go wrong in your business, as they undoubtedly will and do on a regular basis, what's the approach that you take? Do you sit at the bottom of the stairs in the wheelchair and go, well, you know, my life is shit and I can't get upstairs? And I mean, I don't know what that's like. So if anybody's listening to this who's in a wheelchair, I mean that with, with the absolute greatest respect. But but do you do that or do you go, do you know what, I'm actually going to take control of this situation? And I guess it's a, you know, it, it's it's a tough one, Nick. And we don't know what we'd do unless we were there. But but we can actually prepare for that, certainly in in a business sense, can't we? Yeah, hundred percent. I think something that I've taken great value out of in in my business and, and doing stuff within my business is celebrating those little successes, those little wins when you do have them, and and the negative experiences. Yeah, right, because. 
it's you know I guess looking at both the, the positive and the, and the negative experiences as as all as learning opportunities. Yeah, it's 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 a great thing, and we're going to talk a little bit later in in this podcast, Nicholas, about how you you talk about celebrating the wins, how you can make sure you have the wins and get the opportunity yes. to celebrate them, and, and some skills that or some really tricks, in fact, that you can use to do that. But but I, I think what we can do, and here's hoping that that nobody in listening to this podcast right now ever goes through what Jonathan Goodwin went through, but. But we are going to go through smaller versions of that in in our business. We are going to go through things that just go horribly wrong. And and I think the trick with that then is to go, right, I'm going to draw a line under that. It's gone wrong. What do we need to do? And I think there's three things you need to focus on. What do we need to do to address this particular situation? So in other words, if it's a client that's, that's left, uh, a client's unhappy, we've made a mistake for something with a client, we've got to address that situation, right? By the way, by the way, an old client of mine used to have this this saying, which is the telephone doesn't weigh three tonne. And, and yet time and time again, especially with you young ones, I see that, you know, there's a message or an email, you know, pick the goddamn phone up, actually talk to someone. Yep. So if something does go wrong, the number one thing we've got to do is work out how we're going to fix that particular situation. Good way of doing that is talking to them and actually having a conversation with them. The second thing we need to do is how do we prevent it from happening? So, so what are we going to do to fix this? Sorry. What the second one is, why did it go wrong? Understanding it. Understanding it. Right. hundred percent. Why did it go wrong? Because if we understand that we can prevent it happening. And then the third thing is now that we're in this situation, what do we do with the situation we're in? Yep. What, how do we move forward? We can't change the past. We can't go back and rewrite history. You know, if if we could, there'd be lots of things that would be done differently and, and the world would pro- probably be a happier place. But but we can't do that. So the three-step process, when, when, when things kind of turn to shit in your business on any given day or any given moment, I think there's three things. How do we fix this, this situation right now? So, you know, Nick, I was just thinking, it's a bit like a fire, right? How do we put out the fire? What do we do? Why did the fire start? And now that we've got something that's burnt, what do we do with it? Yeah, how do we not make that same mistake again? Yeah, yeah. And then therefore, how do we move forward? I think if you can follow those three steps with things that go wrong in your business, you're going to find that you'll change your mindset about about how you move forward. But Nick, you were saying to me before that, that the concept of the reality is we have to accept that things are going to go wrong and we have to accept some some bad times. Yeah, 100%. There's a there's a, a great samurai who became a philosopher later in life. Actually, he was one of the greatest samurais of all time. I think it's Miyoto Musashi. He was he actually defeated 61 men in one-on-one combat. Jeez. So he was a, he was a hell of a samurai, but his one of his most famous quotes was he said, "Once you understand the way broadly, you can see it in all things." So the idea is that once you understand what, you know, the wins are about, what you understand what what the bad and the good is all about, you can then I guess, soak it all up in it and enjoy every moment of the good and enjoy every moment of the bad. I think that all the different things that we do enhance all of the other things that we do, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, it does. It does. It's 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 a yin and yang kind of thing, isn't it? I know 100%. we're kind of mixing our, yeah. our philosophies up there. But. <laughs> but I think I think also, you know, recognizing the good and bad is a good reflection of yourself to other people. Yeah. You know, I think understanding the good and the bad is is crucial to send a message to people that you're observant of what's going on, that you're, you know, that you 
uh, appreciate their efforts when it is good. Yeah, that you appreciate their, you know, that they're trying to improve things when it is it is bad as well. Yeah, and I think it also comes down to the fact that mistakes happen, right? People make mistakes, and I know for anybody that's ever worked with me that if if they come to me and, and you know I made a mistake on this or a client's not happy with this or you know my thought is 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 this: Did you wake up this morning and and get out of bed and go right? I'm going to go in and right royally screw things up this morning because if you didn't do that, if you didn't do that, then the rest is fixable. Right? You know, what I mean, I don't think people come in with any malice. They don't intend to screw things up. So as long as there's no there's no malice or a forethought behind it, then we accept that mistakes are going to happen. Obviously, we don't want them to continue to happen. But I think we follow that same kind of simple process, which is what do we do about this particular situation right now is step number one. Step number two, how and why did it happen so we can prevent it from happening again? And step number three, now that we are where we are, what do we do next? How do we move forward? Yeah, and I think some things – one thing that you know business owners miss quite a lot when it comes to their employees in regards to looking at the good and the bad is you know to to identify the the good and the bad things that people do if there's bad things that are happening people have to use effort to improve those things yeah but we don't necessarily recognize that as much as what we recognize when someone does a great thing that may not have required nearly as much effort as yeah. that improvement did yeah yeah right? yeah yeah and we want to we want to foster sort of a, a culture that's continually growing and, and improving in, in any workplace. Right? Yeah. So I think it's yeah. important to to really take on board the good and the bad and the effort and improvement areas that people are trying to make. Yeah, I think rewarding effort for improvement is really important and coaching people through that. So and sometimes, you know, people are just sort of naturally talented and 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 so things come very easy to them. But I always love seeing people that I'm working with or who are working, you know, alongside us where they've put in real effort to really improve themselves. And it's so rewarding to see, yep. you know, having that, that, that sort of that positive, that positive mentality, that, that mindset concept. I, I want to jump into mindset just for a second because something happened really interesting in, in the office here the other day. So one of our team came in, came into the office in a, in a real negative headspace. Right? So she walked in the door, you know, we said, you know, good morning. How are you going? You know, not that good. And there was nothing seriously wrong. She was just in a really, in a really, in a bit of a down mood. And and Nick Caroline said, to her, "Okay, I want you to put all your things down, and I want you to go back out the front door, and I want start you to, again. and I want you to start again." Yep. Right. We closed the doors. As she opened the door again, I said, "Good morning," and she went, "Good morning." I said, "How are you?" And she said, "Do you know what? Life's pretty good." And it was just a matter of just this. It's that. It's that circuit breaker. Flipping the switch. Yeah, flipping the switch. Hundred percent. It was that circuit breaker to go. Hey, we're going to flip the switch on this. And the truth is that that in this particular. I mean, obviously, if there'd been something horribly wrong, it would be a different a different approach. But in this case, it really was just a mindset. And so, if we pick up from Jonathan Goodwin, you know, he could sit around. He, he, Nick, he spoke about going to the beach, and and he referred to the beach as his happy place. And he said after he got out of rehab, you know, one of the early places that he went on holidays with his with his partner was to the beach. And he said he had to sit there and watch her walk on the beach, swim in the water, and, and it kind of broke his heart. And so he thought, well, I've got two choices. I can sit here and and feel sorry and sad for myself and and accept that that's, that's my, my lot in life. And he said instead of doing that, he went and got his iPad, quickly Googled beach suitable wheelchair, bought one, got it delivered, and and you know within within a few days he was he was willing his way onto the beach and into the water. And I think that's a that's a really great lesson. 
So, you know, I, mean, I think the big lesson from that is, is that he's, it, it's about perspective. And so, guys, the point I'm making here, if you've got stuff going on in your business, you know, accept that there's going to be shitty times, accept the things are going to go wrong, and it's the old serenity prayer. And I think that's what, where you were going before, Nick, Yeah, well, I, I, there's something that you have always mentioned to me is, is the, you know, stop looking at the problem and, and look for a solution. Yeah, Yep. And if, if we find a solution and we're looking for a solution rather than a problem, and isn't it funny that people who are normally dealt this really, you know, crap card in life are usually the ones that, that have this great outlook to things <laughs> or have this yeah. positive outlook and are able to find those solutions rather than focusing yep. on the problem. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it, when you think about it? Because yep. you look at some people and you go, wow, how do you do that? But, you know, the, the absolutely. A lot of the time they don't have a choice, do they? That's right. That's right. And, and but, but you know what? In some ways – in some ways, they do because yes. mindset is a choice is still mindset. Mm. Yeah. So Jonathan could have just sat and gone, "I'll never be able to go on the beach in the water again," but he sort of went, "Well, you know, fuck at that. I'm going to find some solutions." So guys, if if there's shit going down in your business right now, hang in there, hang in there, and and start to think about all right that three step process. What do I need to to put that fire out right now? How do I? What happens so it doesn't happen again? And number three. Where do I go from here? From a positive mindset, what can I learn from it? What can I do about it? How can I do things differently? Maybe I'm in a different position to I was you know, now than I was a month ago, as was Jonathan, in, a, in an entirely different position when he got out of rehab compared to before the accident. So I think that's a great lesson to learn. Let's also have a think about how can you make sure that you really do get to enjoy the good times in your business? I think enjoying the good times is a really simple process where it's it's like most things. We've got a saying in Mastermind, which is cash flow follows your calendar. And all that means is that you work on the really big things, the important things that are going to generate cash flow, and you work on those first. And the more you put those into your calendar, the more likely they are to happen. But, you know, the same is true of the good times. I was speaking to Ollie from Body Reset in, in a hot seat this morning. And he said that, he made this point, he said, I, I'd rather disappoint a customer than my children. I'd rather disappoint a customer than my children. So he locks in time to spend with his kids or locks in time to spend, you know, with his family, with his wife, or whatever it might be. And and the point I'm making here, or, or, or one of our one of our mastermind members popped into the chat box and they said, yeah, what I want to do is I want to plan for spontaneity. Right? I want to plan for spontaneity. I loved that because the reality is, you know, in our business, we all get so caught up. We're so busy. You know, we're trying, we're trying to achieve what we set out to achieve in the business in the first place. And so sometimes we just get so caught up, we don't actually get to think about the things that really matter, the times that we spend, you know, with your kids, your grandkids, whatever it might be that, that are never going to come back or your significant other or on you, quite frankly. And I know, Nick, for you, something that you do really well is dedicate time to look after you. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I think I think it's really important. I think you, you know, it's like it goes back to the when you, you know, the airplane's crashing. You've got to got to put your own oxygen on before before anyone else. Because if you don't look after yourself, you're no good to look after anyone else, right? Yeah, hundred percent. So I, the, the thing that I, the, the little trick that I want to leave with you in in this episode is this. If you if you feel like you're getting overwhelmed and you're just caught in the in the day to day running of the business, you feel like the hamster on the wheel. There's a bunch of things that we can talk about, and throughout this podcast, we're going to help you with that, as we do with all of our clients in our mastermind program. But one of the really simple things that you can do right now is you can work out what is something that would make you happy, what is something that would feed you, 
and lock it into your calendar. And you treat that entry into your calendar as you would any other kind of important appointment, an appointment with a client, an appointment with a doctor, you know, an advisor, whatever it might be, it gets locked into your calendar. And in a perfect world, lock it in in advance. But you know what? If if you say that, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe going for a walk or reading a book or something would actually feed your soul, right, whether it's, whether it's physical or whether it's mental, don't go about, all right, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to set aside two days and read 32 books. Don't do that. Uh, set aside 10 minutes twice a day, uh, twice a week, I should say, 10 minutes twice a day. That might be a little bit too much as well. <laughs> 10 minutes, twice a week, and just start that process. But the really important thing is that once you set aside 10 minutes twice a week, in six weeks, suddenly, you know, that will now become a habit and it becomes easier for you to extend that from 10 to 15, from 15 to 30, from 30 to an hour or whatever it might be. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that, you know, people do straight off the bat with those sort of things is, is they have all these great ideas that they want to do for themselves or that they want to achieve. So they bite off more than they can chew. And they, they, they create a consistency commitment that they actually can't stay con- committed to they can't stay consistent with because it's too much they're biting off more than what they can chew yeah start small i think is the key yeah 100 percent. so look find something that makes you happy whether it's reading going for a walk date night that's when i always say like caroline i take date night always i take thursdays she takes thursdays she takes tuesdays works out really well find something that makes your heart sing find something that's actually going to feed your soul Lock it into your calendar. And I think that's the really important thing. I know, Nick, you love going to the gym, but, you know, that's not a random thing. You lock it into your calendar. You plan it in advance. It's there. And if you know that it's in your calendar, then it actually happens. You're only disappointing yourself if you don't do it right. Oh, I like that, 100%. So, guys, plan for spontaneity. Here's the thing. Here's what we covered off on uh, a lot in today's episode. It's all about mindset. Make sure if things are going wrong, you've got that three-step process to follow. Think about how you can look at things from where you are and how you can move forward. And then finally, lock things into your calendar. If you want to really enjoy the good times in your business, you've got to plan for them. You've got to plan to celebrate them and you've got to lock it into your calendar. These are the very things that we work with every week with our mastermind clients. So if you are in your own business or you're a professional and you really wish you had a business that was a whole lot less reliant on you, Metropole Mastermind com.au love to have a chat till we chat next time in the next episode of the mastermind for business podcast this is mark creighton thanks for joining us on the mastermind for business podcast if you're ready to have a business that you're not a slave to check out metropolemastermind.com.au or have a chat with mark and the team at all the w's See what's possible dot today.